Hey everyone, and welcome to the 47th Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. It's Wednesday, September 9, 2020. My name is Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That would be me. <laughs> Looking flamboyant. Who is dressing you nowadays, son? Flamboyant? Yeah, like I mean, in a good way. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You look like it's a nice uh, little pattern. The you look like the assassination of Gianni Versace today. Ah, I like that. Just dripping, yeah, from the rain and from your fashion. Absolutely both. So B Red just said to me, uh, "Slow news week," and I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I see that you brought your little typed out notes, and I have mine as well. We're yeah, we're man. bringing a level of professionalism to this game. Yeah, uh, getting better every week, man. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's just get into the episode, dude. <laughs> Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. So I want to start this episode out with a quick, quick impromptu shout out. Um, So Tots don't know I'm doing this. B-Rad doesn't know I'm doing this. But listen, your man B-Rad fights through the elements to get to the show every week. And I think it it shouldn't go unsaid how grateful I am and how grateful the Tots are that B-Rad has like an 80 mile round trip commute for the podcast each week. And is upset with me when I miss it. So, you know, we got to take a moment to recognize the co-host of this show that really this is not particularly convenient for you. Um, not so much, but it is worth it. Well, that's good. <laughs> there are days, though, that I'm like, today yeah. I was driving home from work and I'm thinking, oh, wow. Like, it, it stays like these some a lot of times I'll be honest, like I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And then the weeks where it's like raining, I'm like, oh wow. Like I remember having to do that vice versa, going down to Keene one week, and it was like, Yeah, I got there and my blood pressure was just <laughs> through the roof. Yeah, I mean I'm like it, sitting there swearing at CTA. <laughs> I was like five minutes into my drive and it starts pouring, and then you know, in Texas, like as soon as a drop of rain <laughs> hits the hits the road, people just forget how to drive. So um, it was a little stressful drive today, but I'm here. I'm in the seat. I'm relaxed. I'm ready, I'm, I'm ready to have a fantastic episode with you. Well, when we activate sponsorships for real and have like a real P&L for the show, uh, B-Red's getting a racetrack card is all I'm saying, people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask where we spent it. Oh, Just man. enjoy the product. <laughs> That's great. That's great. No, but thank you for thank you for doing that. And um just wanted to if you don't know us personally you don't know where we're located and stuff yeah. you know i'm based in dallas texas and brad is southwest of me yep. probably 40 miles or so about about um so you know just due south of fort worth and a little bit southwest of dallas um kind of in the mansfield suburbs which is a very nice area yeah and teaches down in our alma mater town uh, alma mater town Keen Texas, where baby. we got learnt real good. <laughs> where they taught me to speak. The holy city. 
Yeah, they're probably I, not experiencing. I will any say it, it was not raining in Keene. I'll just say that you it, know, they as, never experience as, inclement as soon, weather. As soon as I hit Alvarado, it's pouring. You know, there was a narrative about tornadoes never touching down in Keene because yeah. God lifts them up and over, or goes mm-hmm. around and just smites those counties that have. I mean, I remember drinking laws. <laughs> I remember some of those tornado warnings, and and honestly, it, it was pouring down rain in Keene, and uh, we all had to run to the basement of the gym. At Southwestern, I remember that that day very clearly. Um, I'm not sure if I was there that year. Um, maybe you were just off campus because it happened early on. It was my first or second year there. Oh well, if it was your second, I think I was off campus by that point. Yeah, but Thank anyway, the Lord. Anyway, but yeah. So I, I mean, I appreciate you. Uh, no, giving, we appreciate giving you, man. some love. But um, yeah, no, it's worth it, man. I look, I look forward to this every week. Yeah, I, I miss some elements of a commute in my life. Like I find myself just sometimes I go to Keene to see my grandmother just mm-hmm. partially because it's like, well, you know, a nice 60 minute drive would be nice, yeah. you know, cause I don't typically get that. I don't right. get out on the wide open stretches and I love road trips, but yeah, I, I'm sure that some, some weeks it's a release for you. And then a lot of weeks it's just like makes your blood broil. <laughs> people are stupid. Yeah. It's raining here in Dallas. And yep. I, I got, I get in like, I get into four almost wrecks a day you know just because i'm mad at people like <laughs> you're the one about to cause them though. trying to prove a point <laughs> <laughs> right yeah uh, oh, you're too prideful that you're about to get in this car accident <laughs> yep i will prove a point i will kill you to prove a point no, <laughs> uh, are you <laughs> eh, i haven't killed anybody yet yeah and haven't even hurt anybody okay. <laughs> <laughs> knock on wood so uh yeah uh, first week of September in the books. We uh, yeah. it was twice as nice for me this week. I got to see B Red on Saturday. What a wonderful day it was! We actually went through with those tenant plans that we were. Mm. Usually, I just tease people. I'm like, "Yeah, let's totally go do that." Yeah. And then it's like, "Don't." They were don't like tentative plans. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went and saw Tenant, and boy, howdy, was that a trip? <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was just a. Uh, Yo, Carson came out of that movie <laughs> scratching his head, man. Shut up. <laughs> He's like, wait. <laughs> it was just all shoulders about it. Like, what happened? <laughs> so was that was that in the past or the future? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who's going forward? Who's going backwards? And why aren't they colliding? Oh, man. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, it, I don't think it uh, holds a candle to some of uh, Christopher Nolan's best movies. Um, but I, th- I thought it was a good one. It was a nice movie. You know, especially with not any being released and since uh, February or March, yeah. expectations were low. I guess. But <laughs> yeah. So I'd, I I'd take anything at that it. point. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, B Rat is just like the insider over here. He like leans over five minutes into the movie and he's like, "I bet that's them from the future." And I'm like, "What the what?" Like, that's because it's, who, it's just one of the tropes. It's one of the it's one of the tropes of those I just, types of. I went into that movie realizing that I'd seen a preview half a time on mute and was just was like, "Cool, like stuff's blowing up. Like, let's go see it." Yeah, they're in suits. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like 007, but it yeah. was it was an algorithm of 007. Like it was. Yeah. You I mean, had to be a rocket surgeon to get this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll admit there are some points that were even like over my head, but I, I think overall, like it wrapped up nicely. I like how the film ended. Um, everybody's saying like you'll understand it better on the second view. I would agree with that. Duh. I don't think I'll go watch it anytime soon again. I don't know unless somebody wants to. But um, who is it clicking for when they hear, "Oh, if I give it another shot, I'll understand <laughs> it more." 
Yeah. It's like repetition molds it in. Who, who is who is that activating a light bulb for? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. Man, alive. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Because if I feel I, stupid, I, I feel in that like movie, you. I feel like you could have benefited from seeing it a second time. <laughs> boy. <laughs> Get your bleep machine out, boy. <laughs> but the uh, loose on you. I've been reading David Goggins all effing week, and I am hyped. Stay hard, Brad. I told you that book is incredible. Yo, can't I hurt picked me, that baby. up on Thursday after last week's podcast, and I am all but done with it. And it is, Jeez. I'm just like, yo, like, yeah. I, I literally, I went into a call blast the other day. I was about to just cop out after this meeting and go walk the block in between some of my zoom calls and I was like Goggins baby like do 10 pull-ups so I made 10 cold calls and then I remembered I'd read that morning like no if you're doing 10 do 12 like stay hard and so I, I just kept going and like made all I made like 20 phone calls in a row Let's ended go. up you know of course I left like 17 voicemails but then had like three complete breakthroughs like made it to like executive vice president type caliber people like in their downtime, like caught them. We were able to chat, reactivate some deals, like mm. had some really crazy reactivations and just was like, okay, like this yeah. is, I love the, the narrative of that book, the arcs that he has. Cause it's not just like, man, woe is me. I'm down. And then I set my mind to it and boom success. It's like, he goes through success and failure throughout the book throughout and different arcs. Time, and it's yeah. like, it's not over at the peak. Like he's going to take it back to another realistic level and then apply it to your life yeah. and the way that it's written like i bought 12 simple rules for a good life or whatever from mm -hmm. jordan peterson i figured i really enjoy ingesting high level topics with the way that he breaks them down verbally so i'm gonna love his book but his writing style it's like it's not a page turner for me mm -hmm. but i pick up goggins and he's like you know yeah he's talking about the roller rink with his dad and he's just um, like the way that he the way he paints paints a picture yeah. emotionally like it's a visceral thing like he, it he uses language uh, heather and pilgrim's progress mom so <laughs> definitely don't look it up but it's an example of like a very successful self-published book from a guy that like man he's provided inspiration to so many millions of people at this point and literally i applied it this week and like it's just cool awesome man Been well really I'm, enjoying that book i'm glad that you could also benefit from it yeah, man, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah. I read that while I was taking my master's classes. Got all these, baby. Yeah. Well, I think that... Uh, <laughs> nah, we'll end it there. <laughs> Moving uh, on. <laughs> you know what the difference between the Navy SEALs and Swahoo Masters is? <laughs> What's that? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Oh. Every little part. <laughs> is this thing still on? Okay. I wanted to see my airwave there. Wow. We're having a studio meltdown today. Yeah yeah i don't know well, so in other fun. news It'll be fun. in other news um you also have me done this entire joe budden like rabbit hole where he's like in my algorithm now so i'm just like watching yeah. joe budden all the time sure and i i enjoy it i also love the way they keep a trap with like the house that they're in yeah like when you lit we have so, better sound quality than they do dude yeah so um i don't know about that he has the $539 microphone yeah. on Amazon. Um, so his producer, because he used to be a rapper, so his producer, they uh, record at his producer's house. And obviously that guy's really good with like mixing and everything. Um, 
his name's Parks. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad that uh, I've got you on that rabbit hole. It was uh, you and I had a conversation about, um, you know, the, the Spotify deal and him walking away from that. So still be interesting to to see. He's not exactly how letting up. Out. No. Um, you know, he's like really commenting at large. Did you hear Bill Simmons called him? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Offered him advice on how to record <laughs> right. from home or something. Yeah, yeah. And what was Joe that all was about? Like, Do not call me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's because they were all trying to, they were like using Bill Simmons, uh, to get to Joe Biden, like trying to get him to accept the deal. But at the end of the day, he was saying it's not about money. Like he wants to have ownership. Like he's bringing Is there like, a new deal on the table from Spotify. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they turned it down. They like, and it was a lot of money, but he's saying like, we're bringing you nine figures. Like if you, it, you know, whenever you, um, take into account, like the amount of streams and how much money a stream is worth and everything, like he's literally brought them billions of dollars. Um, nine figures isn't billions. Nine figures. Oh, I guess is, it was nine figures on huh? my it's, mistake. It's, it's in uh, excess of a uh, hundred million. million. Yeah. Okay. My mistake. Right. I don't know. Why I said a, yeah. Yeah. A hundred million. Anyway, million a hundred million so i mean nine figures is a hundred to nine hundred million like yeah in that range yeah true okay so my mistake for miss uh speaking there but he was basically saying like i want ownership in this thing like what have you guys done you did create this platform which is great um however after that like we're the ones and he's talking on behalf of like all podcasters and all musicians um that we're the creators so we should be seeing a bigger piece of the pie i guess um and also in ownership uh obviously you can make the argument that like they gave you the platform for that and they help grow your audience and everything so i can kind of see both sides but um if you get big enough to where you can be an independent artist or podcaster and bring in all that money and not have to give any back to a company then more power to you and i think Joe Budden and company are in that position. Yeah, it's this is kind of an age-old squabble on, you know, did Britney Spears sell the records or did, or did the label sell the records? Mm-hmm. You know, did this perfect example, um, when I was at my old startup, my first startup, I broke through with this, uh, this publication site called medium.com. I started, you know, syndicating some articles, some how-to tutorials for the platform Mm -hmm. on medium.com. And one day I got a notification from medium that a publication on medium wanted to, you know, have me be a contributing writer because they'd read my story and they wanted it in their publication. And that publication was called Hacker Noon. Okay. And they had 30,000 followers at that time. So to me, you know, I had a couple articles on the platform, no following, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh, 30,000 people. That's huge. <laughs> so I'm like, of course, have my story. Yeah. So I started writing stories for them every day because I'm like, let's mm-hmm. get some cloud here. Let's get some traffic. And so when I first started contributing, they had 30,000 at the end of my contributions on Medium, they had half a million subscribers. Wow. And they're, um, they were collecting email addresses for all of them. They had newsletter sponsorships. These people were making, you know, five figures uh, a week, yeah. you know, like 10, 20, 30,000, you know, dollars on right. these sponsorships and newsletter blasts. And eventually, you know, Medium, they, they also placed banners across the top of Medium mm-hmm. because as a publication, you could push something system wide. 
Well, Medium got wise to this and understood that publications were profiting off of being on Medium and that Medium wasn't cut into that. Mm. So because you could post to the top of every story on Medium.com, mm -hmm. on HackerNoon.com, you know, a banner ad that, you know, promised this many impressions, this many clicks to an advertiser and you were selling that and not cutting Medium in, they disabled the feature to be able oh. to push whatever creative you wanted to the top of every story. Wow. And Hacker Noon was able to go back and say, listen, we actually provide Medium more traffic than Medium provides Hacker Noon. Mm -hmm. And so they exported all of their historical stories and inventory, and they set up shop on a new Later. server, and they pulled a Joe Budden. And so this is a situation where Talent is having a squabble with mm -hmm. the platform. He has a point, though, when he says, you brought in Gimlet Media, you brought in you know, all of these podcasts, plus the 500,000 apparently user-generated content content yeah. podcasts like ours that are on spotify he's like we're number one the entire time which i didn't quite realize yeah. once i because i don't listen to us on spotify mm -hmm. but i did more research like i looked us up and i was like oh wow this is like first of all they give you a very professional facade in my opinion right and i just thought that, that was like wow you know if you're number one out of five hundred thousand six hundred thousand podcasts including the ones that these people paid to yeah. 250 mil michelle obama uh amy schumer yeah so it's been kind of a, an interesting scenario to watch is he just like gonna go back to controlling his own book of business essentially um, so he hasn't said i i'm assuming for the time being so he keeps posting um his viewership on youtube and it, it keeps going up every time he's posting it he's almost hit a million um i wouldn't be surprised if he considers uh maybe doing YouTube. Um, but for the time being, I think the word is that like, he's just going to be on all streaming platforms, maybe except for Spotify. But um, I don't think he's going to have an exclusive deal uh, right out of their contract. They only have like three episodes left. I think they only have two or three. Oh, wow, they're winding yeah. down. Yeah. They're, they're, they're out of there in like two weeks. Um, Spotify, a bunch of the companies that you know they purchased have now gone on uh, strike because um, I guess they're In not solidarity or what? Not not uh, completely unrelated to Joe Budden, but I I believe there are like three podcast companies. It might have been including Gimlet, but I, I could be wrong in that. I just know I keep hearing that name pop up, but um, a lot of them have been going on strike because they feel like they're being uh, done dirty by Spotify as well. Wow. <laughs> you're such a darling story until you're the big, bad monopoly platform that killed an industry. And then you're the Facebook or the Spotify is now entering this realm for their respective, you know, mm -hmm. audiences and, and users. So, wow. Interesting, right? Um, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying Apple Music. <laughs> it's been great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, I watched... Uh, I have YouTube music yes. and YouTube premium. And so B-Rad showed me the new Drake. The new Drake video, new baby. Drake Khaled. What's yeah. it called? Um, Popstar. Popstar. Yeah. That was also trippy. That was kind of a tenant experience as well, but easier to understand yeah. <laughs> for me. Um, got that Justin Bieber cameo. I highly suggest uh, if you're into that kind of music to look it up. It's a great video. Drake honestly has been killing the music video game. He's been killing the song game. I know, I know. Does he that, put that's... out a bad song? Like, 
all his singles are just like, man, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like this one's decent and it already went platinum like the first day out. <laughs> well, it's, I thought the Migos were on it. Like he's he, yeah. he's one of those people that. Yeah, because you were like, who's singing the chorus yeah, part? And I'm like, I was like, no, that, that's, that's Drake as that well. Gonna like who who's on the the hook, you know, well, because he he has three different rap voices in the same song. And he is so much like you go back to like some of his early work and then compare that with even nonstop, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like he can go into his push a T, he can go into his offset, he can go into his, you know, Kodak Black. He yep. he can do anybody. Trey songs. He can he can sing. Like I don't always know that it's him. That's why he has that line in one of his songs. That's why every song sounds like Drake featuring Drake. <laughs> Man, <laughs> screw that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm waiting for that album to drop. He said it was coming in the summer. Summer is only like has like two days left it needs to it needs to drop man but he he's been um he, he made that deal with nike that's why two music videos ago he shot it in the nike headquarters um but he has like a lot of products coming out with them that's all about to be released i think it's going to be like a whole huge thing might be apparel plus his album release you know uh they're trying to tuck um they're trying to tuck albums in with apparel yeah. to boost sales Correct. because th- he'll sell more shoes than he will albums yep. and they can count that as an al- album. So that's how they game the system yeah. nowadays. Joe, yeah. Joe Budden talked about that too. Did he? Um, yeah. He's yeah. Over the past two years, he's brought that up a few times. Um, Got a lot of insight on stuff. I was watching the Akon versus T-Pain. Yeah. Snippet yeah. The other because day. Akon was over here hating. Yeah. He, he was interviewed. So if you don't and know, this is the man that found uh, I believe Akon found T-Pain. Well, then that's what I was going to say if, to the audience because I wasn't aware and I was a big Akon and T-Pain fan back in yeah. the 2000s, you know, uh-huh. back in the day when you're yeah. driving around. Akon and uh, Young Jeezy lock, uh, locked up and uh, or no, Soul locked Survivor, down. Soul Survivor. Yeah. 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 That was my favorite. Me and Jake uh-huh. used to, man, we thought we were so David Goggins hard. <laughs> I was in my Ford truck, like rolling up to class, and I'd have the windows down. Uh-huh. I was growing my hair out because I thought I was Dominican and a ball player. <laughs> I wasn't either. Um, man, um, yeah. those the, I literally I had a I had a white tee on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, Dang. it was a different day and age. Puka shells were a thing back then. Yeah, yeah, I had we the I had the Abercrombie, fierce. I had the Abercrombie <laughs> fierce cologne with the leather bracelet. Yeah. I mean, that used to be like the hot girl standard. Like she works in yeah. Abercrombie. She's a model. Though. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Um, anyway, Akon and T-Pain. Yeah. So Akon was the founder of the label and signed T-Pain, like found him, signed yeah. him. And then they recently had a, a, an audio snippet of Akon and they were saying, you know, how proud of you are, uh, how proud of you are of he, T-Pain, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he was basically like, oh man, just great talent. And, you know, I think the reason why he was successful is that he just never left hip hop. He was just always yeah. hip hop. And in his lane, he, he didn't go into Latin or electronic or mm-hmm. pop or mainstream like like I did. But he really leaned into his lane and it was kind of like a silent shot fired. Yeah. And also, I feel like he was baited by the interviewer. I feel like the question was phrased in a way like I think he kind of asked, like, what's made you uh, more successful and longstanding than somebody like. Uh, T-Pain and then he kind of talks about that but uh, Akon's wrong because T-Pain has he's done like electronic music he's done R&B um, like he he has been 
somewhat versatile. It's not like he's just stayed in the rap lane. So I don't necessarily agree with that either. Do you see T-Pain's rebuttal? No. He said something to the effect of it's disappointing that people that um, people that held you back also can't get over it or, or something. Oh. It was a definite shot fired. Yeah. Um, T-Pain's a cool dude, man. Like I, I can't like I was shocked that there was anybody that would ever like hate on him, you know? Yeah. He has yeah. an incredible voice. Have you heard him sing without autotune? I think so. I, yeah. I feel like he he's, gets on that piano, man. He, yo, he's got a good voice. I recognize that he's probably the auto-tuned voice of a generation in many ways. It, it's kind of hard to think that yeah. all the there are a bunch of kids that don't really they didn't really grow up on T Pain mm-hmm. already, you know? Right. Because he's kind of a has been in my head to a certain extent. Like, yeah, I mean, he hasn't had like a hit in a, quite a while, um, and you could definitely make the argument that a lot of the artists today. Um, would not be around if it weren't for him. Yeah, it, it's like he created a whole sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trendsetter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Akon back in the day was so money, and now he hasn't put out. Right, a that's hit another that I'm thing that of. I didn't understand. Is like, why are you even speaking on this whenever you yourself haven't charted anywhere in the past decade? I don't know if there's been any attempts though. So it's like that's not a valid shot fired. If I'm like, you're like a has been. And they're like, no man, I'm retired sitting on nine figures. You know, I'm on a yacht in Miami. I guess. But you know can, what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Has T pain. I don't know. Has he been trying? I don't know. Exactly. Like I'm like, are there shots on they, goal or <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to look up the last time that, because if can... you're putting out music and it's just SoundCloud and like nobody knew about it, then yeah, you're a loser. But if you're sitting on a blank, a, you know, Akon released released an album back in July. Okay. (laughs) So uh, did we hear about that? No. He has no room to talk. Anyway. He's like, I want to be relevant right (laughs) now, now, now. (laughs) That was good, man. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Now back to the good part. (laughs) Oh, that's silly. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Back back to the notes already. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> crank them out <laughs> no i've just been telling you what what i've been ingesting over the last week so i had the yeah. whole dj khaled bieber thing like go look up the video mm-hmm. i'm not going to describe it for you talked a little spotify with joe budden just because i'd gotten addicted to that yeah listened to it as i was practicing some golf over the weekend i uh, got to see you on saturday which was cool had a good dinner watched that confusing movie about <laughs> math and time mm-hmm. and uh Went to a nice pool party Sunday. Yeah. Sweet. Shout out to Kat. Awesome. Consummate host. Um, She lives with her friend Erica. And I was just telling her, me and one of the guys that were there, we were commenting like, man, the house husbands that you must have over that are so insecure that you two girls have this just incredible landscaping at all times. (laughs) Like every time you go over there, it's like new and improved. Really? Yeah. It's just funny. Insane. But uh, yeah, shout out to them. Um, got to watch DJ bring it all the way home to her championship on Monday. Just incredible. I was like on do not disturb. I literally <laughs> was like just glued to the Locked TV. All day. Yeah, man, it was incredible. So he won 15 milli beat out Rom and the rest of the field. That's great, man. It was dope. What's next for him? Uh, US Open. All right, and that starts next this coming weekend. Uh, that's like a week from this week, I think. Okay. 
a week from this one. So in like two weeks. A week from Thursday type deal. All right. A week from tomorrow. We're in a shortened week. Like when it was already Wednesday, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That uh, having Monday off <laughs> was pretty crazy. Especially having seen you on Saturday. Yeah. Would you, would you end up doing the rest of the weekend? Um, Let's see. What did I do? I kind of just did my own thing on Sunday. Um, and then Monday... I think I saw Monday. I saw Courtney and got ready just for the for the week. Um, teaching has gone pretty well this week. Um, I started all my kids, so I learned a lot of grammar back in middle school, right? Like a lot of proofreading, different things like that. And then in high school, uh, we learned literature. Uh, it turns out a lot of my high schoolers are feeling very uh, uneasy whenever it comes to grammar and the the rules of of writing and different things like that and so i've actually started a program with all three my sophomores juniors and seniors um, and we do that for like a third of the class and then we've gone back to uh you know your regular program and um it's been an interesting week because a lot of my seniors who who kind of thought they were good at stuff whenever i was going over they were like what like and we only went over nouns and pronouns this week but we went into like the different types of pronouns and and different types of nouns and how to identify those Jeez, yeah <laughs> so it, scary that the future is in their hands <laughs> it's it was uh it was quite shocking that anyway um i say that and at the same time i can't code they're they have a higher yeah. propensity to be an online gamer, sure. a coder, prepared for the next generation better than me. Right. Better able to go viral than me. Yeah. Um very true. So I mean, I'm not knocking them because they definitely are skilled in other areas, but they just, you know, they just weren't taught this. And so I told them, I was like it's okay if you don't know something, it's okay if you get it wrong, like this this uh this is only to help you improve. It's not I basically tried to explain to them, you know, they're going to get a grade for it, but it's not going to hold like a lot of heavy weight on them, especially the seniors who haven't had to do this all. And I'm adding this on top of their other work. So I really just want them to feel more confident about it by the end of the year. Um, that being said, uh, I did, you know, my classes are all split in two. And so I saw my second half of, of kids today and my second half of sophomores like absolutely crushed it today. They did better than any class. Um, and so I don't know, it was like a nice way to end my day because a lot of the other students have been complaining, saying it was super hard. And this is like the first week ever that somebody has said my class is difficult because I didn't really design it to be difficult. Um, I, I designed it to be more kind of introspective and they also, you know, gain some writing and reading skills. You're like, Hey like, guys, no, we're here for math, but what do you guys think <laughs> about yourselves? Right. Exactly. How are you? Well, that's, that's what, that's. That's the point of the arts to me. <laughs> to feel good? <laughs> yeah, not to feel good, but to Here's learn your more. participation trophy. <laughs> no, it's to learn more about humanity. Like, who cares about who cares about literature if you don't, like, take something from it and grow from it? Well, for sure. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't say what you said before and then say, well, for sure. I don't know, bro. Well, for sure to that. I don't uh, know. Anyway. I, um, I was proud of my kids today. Uh, it was a good day. And then, Shout out kids. And then uh, Thursday and Friday, we're having um, some debates because we're, we're getting into Frankenstein with the seniors. And so I, I split the class and they're going to be debating tomorrow and Friday whether or not like um, I have one class that's pro 
like cloning, uh, whether it's uh, people or animals or different things like that. And then people that are arguing against it, like, is it, is it, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, is it, I guess, humane or is it humane? Is it moral to be, um, to try to clone? You know what I mean? I like think, to create, like to create life uh, oh, in an yeah. abnormal way. This is going to be a rabbit hole. <laughs> we're about to, <laughs> we're about to challenge yeah, everything you've ever believed in. Carson's eyes, Carson's eyes just turned dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: like, if we were created by an eternal, all-knowing God that gave us this set of tools and differentiated us from the other sure. species. You know, are we to say, this is the part that I hate, like, don't use your tools to the fullest extent to explore what I've, what could be? Well, I find it interesting that you're going straight to, like, uh, a God or Christianity well, type, yeah, of, type of pro. Because I feel like I could win this argument multiple ways, you know? Um, I so, feel like if, if, let's say, if there's no God, then who cares? If there is a God, well, didn't he create us to be just like him? And I, I definitely, I definitely think there are other things to think about besides like who cares. Like if, if you're all of a sudden just cr uh, cloning and you can create however many people you want, then you got to think about the amount of lives that are being created. Do we have enough resources for that? That's like, management after the initial because, moral yeah, decision because is Earth, made. Earth is so great at management, right? Well, no. I mean, it looks like the apocalypse in half of the country right, right and now. And you like, want to start adding more people to it, and who I'm cares? I'm not saying it's smart. I'm saying, like, on an eternal spectrum, is it moral or not? Like, who cares in some way? Like, is it mo is is it moral? Like, you're asking. On is this there moral earth? ground for humanity? Like, whenever we don't have a lot of times, we have we don't even have enough resources for the people that are here now. Well, we have enough resources. We don't have enough we don't have enough distribution in the proper way in some ways. Cause like there's more than enough food sure. for every, every human in the world, but humans go hungry on a daily basis. You know, there's an issue though. There's a breakdown in distribution access. Um, and that would be enough for me to argue that. No, 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 no. Listen, I'm pro choice AF because <laughs> of this reason. Like, don't catch me tripping. Like All I right. think there should be fewer of us. We should thin out the herd. That's I think COVID trying is, to say. COVID's been slacking. It should take more lives. No, mm. I'm playing. <laughs> you can, I had water in my mouth. I can't. I you guys are over here chanting black lives matter, blue lives matter, and all lives matter. I'm over here saying in more lives. <laughs> I turned to Brad earlier and I, we were looking out the window as it was just pouring rain. I'm like, it's kind of, it's kind of a blow your head own head off kind of day, isn't it? It's pretty dreary out there. <laughs> no, I'm. I just, we I know, just, we folks. Know you're joking. Um, every life lost is a tragedy, unless they wanted to go, and then it's not. It's just death is normal. Death is a part of life. Like we should all get familiar with that. Um, yeah. I'm. I feel like in this context right now, I'm thinking just in the grand scheme of everything. Mm -hmm. So don't drill in on any particular sure don't sound bite me on this we won't thanks oh okay is that the i conclusion? thought you were going to continue the conversation no I, no i feel like i've already made my point oh just that there's not enough resources so why would we clone people yeah well because we i'm not saying that we roll like are, clone you're cloning creating... out in mass production i'm saying we should 
back engineer the technology to ensure that we can clone people because what if a meteor does hit and there's 12 of us you mm -hmm. want brothers and sisters hooking up like adam and eve's kids did or do you want the ability to clone and reproduce and replenish humanity should i would say the the uh, unthinkable happened but i feel like it's the inevitable at this point because i mean half the time i'm walking around i kind of look at twitter and i'm thinking is this like the end of the world you know just like low-key mm -hmm. and jesus is coming on the west coast first and he <laughs> hasn't know, made got, it to central <laughs> time zone I mean, first we got fires going we, Dude, san francisco <laughs> looks like yeah, dune it's insane like it it was 11 30 a.m and it was pitch orange yeah it looked like Trump and Cheetos had been sprinkled all over the sky. Like I saw this video yeah. of somebody going over Golden Gate Bridge and it was like apocalyptic, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's scary, man. It's scary. So. In in like why, what would be the point of of? OK, I guess you're saying as long as, as if the human race is about to die out, like let's let's uh, open the hatch and start uh start cloning more how did bombs how did we get the hydrogen bomb because as you push the limits of science mm -hmm. if you don't discover it first someone else will the arms race is one of the biggest things propelling technology forward pornography is one of the biggest things propelling technology forward is sometimes it's negative things that end up producing mass consumer electronics software platforms all of these different things like the ability to upload video complete with audio loops and syndicate it to your own website. You know what? Who led the freaking charge on that? P pornography, you know? Mm -hmm. 12 floors of corporate executives and developers, and then the, the 13th floor, you don't go up there. That's where the naughty product is made. Yeah. Like, I've interfaced with some of these companies. You know, the, the splitting of an atom and all of these different things. Why did somebody need to prove that? Why did somebody need to get to that point? Mm -hmm. Well, because they knew somebody else across the world would be doing that in an effort to destroy us all. So in some ways, like if you have it, quitting the scientific process of like CRISPR and gene editing and all of this stuff, it's like, well, once we think about it, once it's been thought once and it's out there in the ether, how could we not charge forward to a, a an end result there or an end understanding? Yeah, I'm talking more about human nature and the drive to like propel forward. Sure. You know, half the things that we've invented have had a very negative applications. They've been abused. You know, think about all the mass weaponry that we've produced and all the amazing things that our armed forces have access to. That is a technological feat and kills people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And now I want to go on record and say. I, I I could argue for it either way. I just kind of wanted to go against you. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah, because if you were pro cloning, you could also talk about just like being able to reproduce um, certain cells for you know if, if somebody uh, loses like a kidney or you know you can get a a, a cloned I, I don't know spleen or different things like that. Um, and and so they're working on it to where they can clone body parts and it, it could be formed specifically for you because it's, it's coming from you, you know? So I would, um, I don't know. There are plenty of points that you can make either there, way. There's a split screen and there's an ad on either side. And sure. on the left-hand side, grandpa has led a good hard life and 
you know, just wants to spend his retirement with Nancy, you know, mm-hmm. and the kids. And there's the golden retriever. Oh, Nancy. And he really needs a kidney and they need to 3D print this cloned kidney based on his DNA base. And yeah. he, he lives a long, full, happy life. Thanks to Bristol Myers squib, blah, yeah. blah, blah. On the other side of the split screen, you see this like dark, you know, dimly lit room with, you know, Illuminati or presidents and advisors and princes, and they are socially engineering society. They are engineering certain races out. They are, you know, just taking reproduction into their own hands and not seeing what nature would do with it. And they're reproducing only people that think like them that will be mutant. Like, right. Same exact technology. Agreed. So that's why I'm really looking forward to class tomorrow and Friday. Are you going to videotape that? Um, that that I'm almost fascinated by this, even though they're at they're still so. Learning so I do have some pronouns. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I probably will be like I record all of my Zoom sessions, and I still have a couple that are doing uh, distance ed. So I'll definitely have it. Well, maybe you can bring some of the top debate. Yeah, topics. if there's any like good, if there's any like good uh, audio, I might splice it and. Uh, and attach it to the next episode. If they're under 18, we probably can't have them on. Okay. Is what I'm thinking without some sort of parental consent yeah. written. Yeah. We're getting more official, um, bro. A lot of a lot of my seniors are 18. Um, you got 18-year-olds learning nouns and pronouns. <laughs> that's right, baby. <laughs> the <Listen>. dog ate. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, I can't help not have not having... So... Actually, a really cool thing for me um, was whenever I first started the grammar thing on Monday, um, I have one student that I actually taught back at Dallas Christian Academy. I taught her in middle school. And whenever we came back around uh, this week and, you know, she completely aced it, like she was way above and beyond everybody else. So I I honestly felt really proud. Um, and And then she gave me credit for it. That's a six-year alley-oop to yourself. I know. Like, like, wow. Yeah. Look at you full circling. It, it was. It was. Uh, teacher. It was awesome, man. So man, really happy about that. And you are teaching like a pirate, I'm, son. I'm, Arg. Oh, I'm over here now. I'm over here. Just getting that intellectual booty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that booty, as in um, merch, as in like spoils. Right, okay. You know, like yeah. warring pirates, right. Brad. Got it. Pervert. <laughs> Um, okay, so we did talk briefly about the fires. So did you read any other fire starters um, that happened this week? Well, hold on. Before we get off your students, I want to oh, okay. see if one, what was his name? Jacob? James. Jason? James. James. Yeah. He yeah. hasn't listened yet. I love all the, f- shout out to the Tots. He, haven't, he, haven't, <laughs> he hasn't had time, man. He got hosed online. Yo, he really did. I really love that the Tots were like, you know what? Screw that kid. Yeah. I, Shout out David, uh, <laughs> who is also a former student of mine. Uh, of mine, And um, yeah, he, he provided some feedback. We also, yeah, there were several people. I think there was like a Dylan that tweeted yeah. something. Shout or? out Dylan Sargent again. I know you're going to be listening to this one. Instagram something? Um, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, my mom chimed in. She said, she said that uh, we need to have longer episodes so she, she has more ammunition to fire back at us, which... Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so, she, uh, you're welcome mom she got into my dm and let me know that i was off the hook i was no yeah. longer in trouble that's good so we exchanged 
Twitter pleasantries. Awesome. And uh, the reason why I had not interacted back with her was because she's all locked down, like private mode. I wasn't oh. following her. I don't, I don't yeah, she does I, have a private account. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not used to seeing. Um, yep. So free your thoughts, Kiki. Put them out there for the world. Yeah. We want to see them. <laughs> um, my dad texted me about five minutes ago and he said, hey, if you guys are recording, I just sent Carson a, a joke. So oh. we'll have to look into that. We don't need to do it right now. But just so you know. As of this afternoon, I didn't have anything before right, going so, on. Do so he, disturb, said, so. he sent something today or just now. So he <laughs> can't wait. Goodness gracious. Checking different platforms for your parents' messages. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to them both. I got So I solicited... I kind of beat the tots up last week for like never interacting with me or yeah, letting me hear it. Left and and I right. feel like this week was like just mana every uh-huh, day because uh-huh. um, you had Dylan with his stuff and the other kid. Yeah. Um, um, Kiki, Dean, both yeah. of my parents. Uh, my buddy Cam, uh, he hit me up because he was telling me that he was about to go see Tenet because he heard us talking about it. Um, I think Brock gave us some interactions on Twitter. Um, he... So. Uh, we told the DJ story about him, right? Yes, about him. Uh, I don't think we've... So I had made the comparison that Brock looks like Dustin Johnson a couple of weeks ago, and uh-huh. he actually tweeted back and said that he was in an airport or a hotel the other day, and somebody like walked up to him 100% believing that it was Dustin Johnson, and I think he had to like convince them that he wasn't or something. Yeah. So I felt more vindicated in that comparison. Uh, so shut up, Brock. Way to be golf number one. <laughs> um, he was saying that uh, he brought a group Mexico trip for the podcast. I know that and hyped then Heston, me up. I was like, whoa, yes, Heston, yeah. should we all do this? Uh-huh. Heston gave us some love. He was like the portal and we and I was like, which one of these do not match <laughs> <laughs> the portal? <laughs> <laughs> the portal is like on another level. Yeah. And then shout out uh, your sister, Meredith, because she hit me up. She hit us both up, but you didn't reply because you don't Dude, watch it. I but never she watches Yellowstone. And I'm telling oh. y'all, Courtney and I are now on the third season. As soon as this episode is done, I'm heading over to Courtney's because I need to watch the next episode. I, the show is insane. Dude, uh, even people that I had written off or never thought would listen, like I got a text message from my buddy David Richardson, who I played golf with two weeks ago, and he was one of those like he's like a thirty-seven-year-old mm-hmm. professional dad. Um, you know, we go back way back in business together, networking, and so he was one of those guys that on the golf course had just been like, "Yeah, I listened to your podcast for like ten minutes and was like, what is this?'" and turned it off, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, yeah, man, that's that's perfect. It's yeah. not for you." <laughs> right. But he texted me this week and he was like, "Why didn't you tell the story about?" Um, he had listened to the part about me throwing up after our <laughs> golf match and I had hid from him so he couldn't yeah. see me throwing up because I was embarrassed. Well, no, and so, I don't, you haven't told that story on here. Wait, what? I, I told the story about up chucking after the round because it was so hot. Well, then why did he ask why you didn't tell it? Well, no, no, no. He was saying, why didn't you tell the story about X, Y, and Z? Oh, but I was so taken aback that he by, had. Okay. So he, he listened didn't, that far in. He didn't know in real life that I'd thrown up. Then okay. he listened to the podcast, which I didn't know that he did, and commented on me throwing up and that I'd hid it from him. Mm. And then he said, why didn't you tell this story? And I was still like, whoa, you listen like out of the blue? Because yeah. I don't think he's been like an avid listener. Right. But he hit me up and he wanted me to tell this story about this par three that we were all on. Mm. And, you know, he's just flapping his gums. He's just talking <laughs> that ish all day yeah. long. He is the biggest ish talker. <laughs> I've ever met. <laughs> okay. So we're just like going back and forth and uh, I step up and I deliver just a, a beautiful iron shot. I hit the green. I'm on the front 
lip of the green, but I'm on the putting surface. Yeah. And uh, then he steps up. He hits it within four feet of the cup, and his mouth is just going a million miles an hour. Just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then Heston tees off. Um, Heston had a good round. I don't think he hit the green on this particular story, but mm-hmm. he had a lot of other good shots where we didn't. So this isn't at his expense by any means. Um, so, you know, David's just running his mouth. I step up to the green. It's kind of ready golf. I deliver a 60 foot putt that goes into the cup for birdie and his mouth just drops open. Mm. I'd adopted the claw grip recently. It's working wonders for me. He steps over his four foot putt misses it (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like i'm the only one with a birdie Mm -hmm. what what happened david (laughs) and it was uh just a david goggins stay hard don't give up type of moment but shout out to david for the the shout out there and i even had dms coming into this from austin lunyon on twitter that he had listened to last week's episode i haven't read the message yet but um yeah just a lot of people that have reached out and i appreciated that yes you even had a kid do a video or something. What was that? Oh, no, no, no. That was my buddy, uh, Steven Avila. Cause, oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know yeah. if it was Avila or Yaboa. No, 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 no. Steven Avila because uh, he had seen um, Appreciate because uh, he works for the University of Dallas. Oh, my he, goodness. That was so fun. So Brad shows me this video on Saturday, and it's kind of like a, it's a single voice, like, yeah. you know, uh, video where he's like, Oh, so I'm looking in my system and I see that we're supposed to do business with a company. Yeah. And I look at go to look at that company and it's like I'm oh, scrolling down. And- here here's the about us page. Okay, I'll learn a little bit more about you. He's like doing the voiceover yeah. and he you know goes down and he's like, "Okay, and uh-huh. I see you know this guy, and uh-huh. Carson." <laughs> he's like, "I know him." Yeah. He does like the um he should have just ended it with the uh who is Iggy Azalea's uh, who was her husband? I don't know. You should do the Laker that was on Catfish. Um, I know nothing about Iggy Azalea, so hold on. Iggy, Iggy is that, is that what, who I'm thinking about? I have no. I have Who's no the idea. other Iggy? Is, there isn't another Iggy. I don't know. Uh, you're talking about Nick Young. Yes, you know the big uh, meme of him where he's oh, it's like yeah, the question yeah, yeah. mark. Question marks. Okay, that's what you. I pictured him wrapping that video with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that didn't like immediately fire off in your head. Yeah, I had no idea that they were together. That's like a blind spot in my pop culture uh, knowledge. Well, oh well. You know what isn't? What the Kardashians are going to be gearing up for their final season. They're done. Yeah. Their final season's about to air, but they, Chris, what did she tweet it out this week? I guess I saw a Kim Kardashian uh, post. Oh, she, I think she reposted. Um, yeah. End of an era, dude. End of an era. I don't think I've seen a single episode. Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because back when Scott was on it, I've seen, I've was, seen all the clips. Show is more than watchable. It was like <laughs> Scott Disick was just. You know who you wanted to be in some yeah. way. If you were me, <laughs> I was like, I want to be with Courtney Kardashian, rich, thin, and partying all the time. Mm, true, <laughs> seems nice. Um, but I yeah, what he's up to these days? I feel like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, where's Rob, bro? Uh, Has anyone seen couldn't, Bruce? Couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> all the men in that uh, family went missing. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> oh, you're on point today, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, but that 
there is a big let's talk about this let's zoom out for a moment because right. on the one hand you're like oh just some trash tv finally got canceled i yeah. get it i agree however if you go back to the first poster of the first season of keeping up when it's like all centered around kim uh -huh. and her goofs and like the rest of the family and like kendall and kylie are like prepubescent yeah. basically they're they're not they're not anywhere close to being sexualized even yeah. yet um you realize the billion dollar brands that have sprung out of this yep. and what a g chris jenner is truly she is a business maverick cutthroat ceo woman one of the greats she is one of the goats because i mean kylie's lipstick brand yeah. a bill. bill a bill yeah you know their combined interest generated off of this show as a launch pad well and really kim and ray j yeah you know kim really <laughs> took one for the team to start these brands you know <laughs> Mm -hmm. I, I'm just saying, like, if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> like, how far they've come. I'm just saying, like, that's you know, there's so many people out there that are like, my my porn doesn't sell anymore, or like, I can't license my music properly, or I can't do record sales. You know what? Chris Jenner took a off market for free home edition sex tape and turned it into five billion dollars. What have you done recently? Hmm. I don't know. You could learn something from Chris Jenner and David Goggins. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take mud and make lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not everybody looks like Kim Kardashian though, so well. You know, she didn't always look like her either. <laughs> Chloe certainly didn't. Chloe just yeah. became Chloe like within the last 24 months after her 24 surgery. Well, it was just that one photo. And like I've seen photos of her since then and she looks nothing like that one. So I think that was just like heavily, heavily photoshopped and edited. I mean, they've been they've been fixed up. Yes, that is true. But I'm just saying that one that like was trending uh, for several days. Like with her face straight on where her nose yeah. just looks like so airbrushed yeah yeah anyway i don't know but i think that they are a case study like you know ownership over your intellectual property um understanding that you can parlay fame into that they really parlayed their fame and clout into social media and building followings and email newsletters and a loyal fan base mm -hmm. you know millions strong that would purchase this product interact with them in this forum and um you know they have a lifetime customer value that's just off the off the chart yeah because they've done so many seasons that that'll get licensed they're the first of their kind in some ways yeah and it's Very just true. interesting because they've lasted so long that it used to be you remember the whole conversation like well you know what what is fame anymore like what mm -hmm. do you have to do to get famous like these people are famous for being famous yep. but they've really capitalized on that yeah. Um, and they've they've affiliated and, and, themselves with and gone like, more than just like TV, you know, like marketing and branching out, like you said, the cosmetics and, um, you know, I don't know, uh, social media, what are the influencers and um, different books, different, you know, Kim Kardashian has her own clothing line and different things like that. So they definitely uh, perfumes, books, clothing, yeah. music, scented candles. Mm -hmm. You know, mail kits, appearances, licensing, royalties, um, you know, just 
on and on and on and on. Yeah. It's just insane. Oh, and then by the way, you know, each of them goes and marries, you know, NBA players and rappers and yeah. Kim is with Kanye West, who apparently, according to Forbes, is a billionaire in his own right. Um, <laughs> what what that amount part. of him going off the the hook do you think contributed to this, you know, decision? Um, I don't know, because he remember, he kind of spazzed out and like had that whole talk about uh his you know kim and his daughter and everything and everything has been quiet since then so i don't even know if they're cool right now yeah he was like you're not going to turn my daughter into a a a porn star or something yeah that and then he also talked about like how uh him and kim talked about aborting her yeah yeah. so i don't know it was it was wild and so uh yeah i haven't really heard a peep as far as um her thoughts on that since then you know, one of the unsung heroes of really discovering them and putting them on the map and sticking by their side the entire time is um, Ryan Seacrest. Oh, yeah? He's the executive producer and, you know, co-founder, creator, basically, of all the keeping up. Like, he was there from the very beginning and hmm. is low-key one of the hardest working men in Hollywood, if not the hardest, because I think he still does morning radio every day. Top 40, he does, you know, rockin' New Year's. He's got a billion shows, isn't he on? He's on like a daily show. He's on mm-hmm. E. He's an executive executive producer. Does he still do American Idol? Um, I don't even know if that's okay. still a thing or. But he did that for like almost twenty years. It seemed yeah. like, and you know, he's just so busy and uh, is probably sitting on. He's probably got nine figures at this point. Um, I'd w- hope with so, everything for the going of work on that he does. Yeah, I think just the amount of ownership that he had. Cause I know that the family was getting nine figures, uh, like between eight and nine figures mm-hmm. there at the end for the keeping up franchise every year, hmm. which is insane. Like they it's basically wild. were like, here's $65 million, like split it up or yeah. whatever. That's, that's crazy, man. So you'll keep up with them one more time and uh, we'll see, we'll see what uh, ventures they continue pushing out. So best of luck. Let's raise a glass. <laughs> Send them off. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. What else you got, brah? Um, let me open up my notes here. When we got to your week and my week, it's been a hectic work week, but got to uh, host my old boss, Kim Lennon, on a uh, big design happy hour last night for Appreciate Social. Excellent. Had 25 people in the experience and it operated flawlessly. Um, Sounds incredible. Yeah, just to, you know, we've been growing and now we're kind of settling in with new talent, new processes and mm-hmm. charting for the future. And it's been exciting. So excited for that. Um, I do have some notes just from other things that I did want to touch on. Okay. We'll do some, let's do some quick fire real quick. I don't want to spend time on these, but just to circle back. Hit it. So Tory Lanez was drunk when he shot. Yo, I had that in my notes too. Bro, like, what was his? Ex- Did you read his apology? I didn't read the whole thing. I just saw that he said, he's, "I'm sorry, I'm drunk." I have. I got you. All right. He says, "I know you're probably never gonna talk to me again, but I genuinely want you to know I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart." And then it goes on to state, "I was just too drunk." And then it says, as the conversation continues, Tory goes on to reiterate the drunkenness was the cause of his violent actions because I genuinely just got too drunk. Oh, okay, bro. (laughs) 
<laughs> Yo, you're a, you're a wordsmith. You're a rapper. <laughs> and you had how, how many weeks ago did this happen? You had all this time and <laughs> that's that's I was I wasn't going to shoot come up with? Meg the Stallion, <laughs> but then I got drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody already did that song, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. What what's happening with him? Is he done? Is he going to go to jail? Well, I don't think I think she kind of uh didn't allow for that to happen. I think if she wanted to press charges, she would have. Oh. Like I think she's kind of being gangster about it and, and not. She's like you can have your you can have your WA pistol. Yeah. So that's that. Okay. Rapid cool. fire. Thanks. Thanks Tori. Appreciate you. Um I got I got a rapid fire. Uh Takashi 69. We've talked about him in a while. He's the snitch rapper that um basically ratted everybody out and now he's out of jail. He just dropped his album. Um you know, and he had been talking about like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to lose listens or anything like that. Everybody loves me. Um, he was projected to get 150,000 uh, listens on opening week, and uh, he only got 50,000. So that's 100,000 less than he had anticipated. Your crazy antics have caught up with you, and I hope your listens continue to dwindle. Oh, shots fired. Pow, pow. Uh, how did Big Sean's opening do? He, um, I think he was going to be number one, but then Taylor Swift like released a uh, deluxe album like with two, one or two bonus songs that were on the one that she dropped like a month or two ago. Um, so I think she clinched number one, but he's definitely up there and he's had a very successful week. Right on. Yeah. In other news, Ellen DeGeneres is going to address all as she comes back to the air. Oh, is she? Yes. I, that that, um, so that missed me. Not completely canceled. Uh, okay. She's coming back. She's going to address the allegations oh, of snap. her being mean. <laughs> mean old girl. Demanding cleanliness in the workplace. Yeah. <laughs> so I have another story about TMZ saying that, uh, you know, they had a super toxic workplace and somebody somebody's quoted as saying this is some this is somebody that used to work there they were cuts they were cut saying like i got yelled at so much that i was uh like a scared dog and i'm like leave bro your business model is toxic like you're paparazzi I, I, yeah, I love don't. this where it's like, hey, uh, you know, the gentleman's club is a toxic environment to work in. It's like, you know what? Like, put them out of the business. Gentleman's club. Like, if it's TMZ, you're a paparazzi. Like, what do you think is going on? Yeah. So it does not surprise me at all that it's a toxic, maybe misogynistic uh, atmosphere at TMZ where they're known for lowbrow and lowball news articles They're looking for upskirt shots of right. you at the airport you know like wh what did you think was going to happen yeah come on yeah what so, are we debating uh, here they're like right. they didn't use my proper pronouns in the kkk oh, it's like you're goodness. in the kkk yeah <laughs> that's an extreme example but <laughs> that's that's a great example i like that it was you know that was clever Thank you. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? The first trans white supremacist oh that was like, use my proper pronoun. <laughs> oh. Oh. I need a lady's hood now. <laughs> uh huh. It's like uh, Dave Chappelle when he did, he was a blind white supremacist. He yes. was a black person. Yeah. <laughs> That's comedy people. Mm -hmm. Sorry for being. There was a, there was a real life person trending a week or two ago. And everybody was saying that was the Dave Chappelle character because he was a blind black dude who's a Trump supporter. And uh, people are like, who's going to tell him? 
I mean, that's so racist in and of itself, you know, prematurely saying, oh, just because you're black and you're a Trump supporter, you must not be enlightened Mm. is is very bigoted. Technically, Hmm. thinking that the black vote is just in for the Democrat is completely bigoted and racist. You know, you're telling every because white people, oh, it's a toss up. I don't know how you lean. Mm -hmm. You have freedom of choice. Black people. It's like. Oh, you're not voting Joe Biden? Are you yeah. dumb? Like that's so racist. That's what Joe Biden got in trouble for mm-hmm. on Charlemagne. Yep. So that I'm going to throw that out. Trump got eight percent of the black vote mm-hmm. the first time that he won. The second time that he will win, I think it could be more. Yeah, I've actually seen some people saying that they're not going to be voting. For, like some of my black friends saying that they're not voting for Biden and that they do intend on voting. So I, I just reject that premise, and I think that the left has really fallen on that they've taken black people for granted. You know, yeah. some of the things Trump, in his ineloquent way of saying, "What do you have to lose?" and like really making a plea in the 2016 election, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people just viewed it too gutturally. Um, I think that you know, if, if you look at a, a business deal between two able-bodied men or an able-bodied man and a woman. You know, this is the arrangement. This is the agreement. I'm not going to be condescending and patronize you because, you know, there there is no difference between us, you know, in terms of all these different things. There are certain minorities that start in more disadvantaged places and have more obstacles that we need to look into, you mm-hmm. know, in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, I always go back to the war on drugs being the number one thing. You know, let's end it. Right. <laughs> let's make peace. <laughs> True. Let's smoke the peace pipe, <laughs> so to speak. Mm. Um, but I think Trump is going to get more of the black vote because you know how many black people have flourished. Yeah. During and, this presidency, and uh, Biden's, you know, he's talking about the tax taxes that he's wanting to impose. Well, and he's like he just lost a lot of people right there. Well, and there's so many. Think about the the black software engineer who is making six figures mm-hmm. and you know, believes in racial equality, believes in black lives matter, also makes a healthy income and had to work hard to get to that point and doesn't want to just give it all away Yeah. or views certain types of programs as, you know, the point being that regardless of skin color, you're, you're pr- the basis on which you vote and different things like that are not respective just to your skin color or at all. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that, you know, uh, Every every minority group being at an all time low in unemployment and all of these different things like the the most impactful things for me when Trump comes out and does the job numbers or when he says, I remember one time he said we created five million new jobs in this time period and three point eight million of those went to women and minorities mm. and it was like whoa how how are you going to combat that because again people are like he's so toxic where this is an existential crisis but. If you remove his mouth, if you remove his words and just it's like, don't think about what hurt you on the news or what hurt you on Twitter. If you just look at your grocery store, your job, your family, your local school, your local church, has he stood up and advocated for those things and gotten you more money in your pocket? Well, I know he has because even the tax breaks and some of the deductions and stuff have benefited all of us mm-hmm. even under a hundred thousand yeah we've all benefited from that some people got pay bumps due to those tax breaks and all sorts of different things mm-hmm. and if you have a vested interest in a business or you know i i'm just saying 
I'm not advocating for the guy, but I'm sick of all this. Like they, the media thinks that we're third graders and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't care what you say. You can't hurt me. (laughs) What did you advance for me? Sure. And ultimately, do you want a, a president that pays pomp and circumstance and is presidential and goes and loses his mind off camera back into a dementia riddle state and you take home less money every two weeks on the first and the 15th, you have $462 less in your take home pay, but you aren't constantly offended by Twitter, delete Twitter, go to work, improve yourself. You know, like the president is not our moral compass. Yeah, I agree with that. It's all about your money because money is the great equalizer. And anybody that tells you otherwise is kind of lying to you. Um, You know, Kanye has so many more opportunities, advantages, and platforms and resources than I do. has nothing to do with our skin color. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to do with what he's done, what he's produced, what he's owned. Yep. I'm just. So there you go. That's my thing. That's my thing. That is a funny meme that you brought up, though. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But it does piss me off because it's so condescending. I feel like even approaching some of these interracial conversations or dialogues with a certain almost with too much tact is condescending. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it it just I don't know. It's off putting. It never comes up in my conversations uh, when I'm, you know, the big bad white man in a conversation with a minority. It's always just like. Hey, what are you working on? How's the day? Yeah. What'd you think about that game? Like, and maybe I need to solicit even deeper relationships with people that can espouse some of these views to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just find it condescending when the vote is just predisposed to go in a certain way. Yeah. I completely understand that. And in the latest news, Trump is nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for brokering a peace agreement or whatever happened between Israel and the UAE. Crazy. So. It's hard because it, every single thing is discredited, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like a scoreboard situation. He's kind of like over here, like Duncan, mm-hmm. you know, he's like beating impeachment, getting nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Same year, two quarters apart. <laughs> like we're in this new norm where the stock market will go to unprecedented highs and then they'll do it in a pandemic and then he'll get a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. And meanwhile, half of our citizenry literally thinks he's Satan incarnate. And two thirds of the, no, 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 probably 80% of the national media has 93% negative coverage and focuses only on his immaterial words, like his bedside manner. They're like, hey, you know, the old grumpy guy that's focused on the economy, he's not great about comforting us in times of woe. Mm -hmm. No crap, he's not. How many yeah. CEOs do you call for your talk space session? Probably not a lot is my guess because they'd be like, uh, why haven't you already figured out a solution to the problem you're presenting me? Sure. Yeah, I would say the only reason it does matter is because media makes it matter. And then I do believe that sometimes is rhetoric. Like I talked about it last episode, I think. Like I just believe that sometimes his rhetoric incites violence, just the way that he speaks. And because that is you know, retweeted and everything and everybody makes such a big deal out of it. It gets more coverage. I I would totally agree with you if we could just all ignore it. But the fact that it's not being ignored and then other people are taking that to heart, like he may not be, you know, doing anything terribly wrong. Like he may have actually or the country may have actually benefited from him as far as uh, 
you know, jobs and everything like that. But I, I do think um, the way that he speaks, you know, does have a negative impact just because it's held under a microscope and everybody's listening to it. Like that's the, that's the only thing. I, I totally agree with you that we shouldn't care as much. And if we could just ignore it, then everything would be better. But that's not how our media works. Yeah, and, and my my imploring on this issue to the listener is like just to take honest stock of your situation mm-hmm. before and after the presidency from a personal PL standpoint. Like, are you living in a better spot? Are you taking home more money every two weeks? Have your investments gained market value? Um, you know, ha- have your rights been less infringed upon? Has it been easier to start that banana split stand or mm-hmm. lemonade stand or Pokebop store in that local strip center or start an e-commerce business online. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the real tangible nuts and bolts of a can-do capitalist society that we live in that we should get back to the core tenets of. I can't deny that, of course, is his mouth like, a, a, it's indefensible. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, do that. However, he is like that match at the edge of that runway of like little dried out pine needles leading to the big wood fire and the media is just the gasoline that just if they were truly concerned they wouldn't be resyndicating this 24 hours a day and making money off of it you know it's so convenient when you're for profit but you can masquerade as public servants yes and i yeah and i would agree that the media doesn't care as much as they do but they know you know shock value and they know the amount of like they're looking at the numbers and and what brings people to their page or gets retweets or likes on Instagram. Like they're looking at all these things and they're seeing everybody mass panicking and, you know, trying to spread the message. But in turn, like all you're doing is fanning the flame. And I would submit to you that the CNN White House is TMZ on a different beat. Yeah. So they're all just people with cameras and notepads mm-hmm. and they're looking to catch you. They're looking for something with retweet virality written all over it. Yeah. And so if, if, if you're watching some sort of, you know, toll free or, you know, commercial free PBS news hour, maybe that's a public service situation. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the media do play a role in that. How would we know about the hurricanes coming our way if mm-hmm. we didn't have proper distribution systems and meteorologists paid at CNN headquarters in Atlanta to let us know that Irma's about to hit, you know, we're standing out here waste. I love when the reporters get ready for it. And it's like, who can find the highest water yeah. to get swept away? And like, that's right. my favorite montage. Crazy. Um, but they're just people with news cameras and extra makeup. Yep. You know? Yep. So, uh, you know, one, you. one person's looking for an upskirt shot from Paris Hilton on her way back from LAX. The other's trying to figure out what the president said to Sarah Huckabee while they were on assignment in Iran or wherever, mm-hmm. you know? So whatever. Um, there was a, I was going to say something I've forgotten. Oh, I don't know, man. Anyway, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, no, I I think, uh, I think you make some good points. Yeah. And that's all I'm really trying to do. I don't want to convict you one way or the other. Just, I, I like to think that most of America sees everything more circumspectly than how I watch it on an evening news program. And my media consumption is way down just because I've been reading so much Mm -hmm. thanks to Mr. Goggins. But (laughs) and that's real fodder for, you know, that's real ingredients to build successful life on. It's a good use of time and, you know, getting updated 
through cable news format is just not a good use of our time. Yeah. And I almost watch it more for the showmanship and also to see, okay, what are the, what are my peers ingesting? You mm-hmm. know, what do they think if they're not digging any further? Granted, I come at this with my own biases, my own, you know, cultural upbringing and all sure. of this, which did skew right. I'll, I'll be completely frank about that, mm-hmm. of course. Um, I voted both ways in my lifetime. Yep, same. So, um, anyway. Yeah. Good points. Um, let's make it lighthearted for a sec and talk about our villain over the weekend. Can you recall who I'm talking about? Um, uh, let's, t- let's talk about the dinner that we got after our movie. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carson and I decided. Wait, I can't tell that story appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, why uh, would you lead me down this rabbit hole? Um, let's circle back to it. <laughs> Jeez, like Brad's like, hey, you want to tell this racially uh, insensitive story in the air? Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. No, um, it, I'll tell. Baby reveals. It, there's nothing wrong with the story if I think about it for a second. Thanks for all the, you know, notice beforehand. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's my mistake. Yeah, I don't know why you even let us down this path. Yeah, we're, we're gonna skip it. That's for the Patreon <laughs> episode, bro. You're right. You're right. Um, let me go check LinkedIn for a your mama joke, <laughs> which will probably be less offensive than what Brad just wanted to talk about. All right. Um, while you're looking up that joke, I'm gonna talk about the baby reveals for a sec Jeez because please, bro. Uh, <laughs> My mistake, man. Uh, we were on a roll. I thought we were going to get uh, open. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I still have a job. <laughs> All right. Um, the gender reveal party um, causes a California wildfire. Did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has burned over 10,000 acres at this point. Um, yeah, the, the gender reveals have got to stop people. Yeah. On, so I actually have a quote. From the person who is from the woman who is credited with starting the gender reveal trend back in 2008. And that quote is stop it. <laughs> stop having these stupid parties. For the love of God, stop burning things down to tell everyone about your kid's penis. No one cares but you. Yeah, and that, that I won't use that term again because it's uncomfortable, but, um, what you know, is? that little kid hasn't done anything. The word penis? Yeah. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. It's a oh, body part, bro. Okay. Well, it's okay. That's right. surprising to me. No, I'm just saying like um, no one cares about your crappy kid. You know, it yeah. hasn't helped anybody yet. Nah. We don't even know if it's normal. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't even know if it's, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> We don't know what it's going to do like, yet. Show me its accomplishments like it, like, like, a, like a 25. You shoot know? off a blue gun or a purple gun, pink gun at 18 when they yeah. graduated high school right, and the, accepted to something. Yeah. Summa cum laude. Like, and it could be service work. It could be trade school. I don't care. Yeah. But they better have a driver's license and have made money and played a team sport. And right. then we they better celebrate. know nouns and pronouns before. Honestly, uh, like, before 12th grade. Dude. People are shooting off pink balloons, and 18 years later, their kids are learning nouns and pronouns. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. COVID. Come Wild. through. Like, this is ridiculous. Oh, man. 
You want to end the episode? <laughs> um, Let's yeah. end the episode. I, I, think it's, I think it's been a great episode. <laughs> um, You're like, uh, did I get all my bullet points? <laughs> I can save them. <laughs> <laughs> now back to the good part. <laughs> Okay, oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a fun time sitting uh, here with you, Carson. I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Uh, shout out to just our regular, um, our regular listeners, longtime fans, oh. l- longtime friends of the show. And Dean will play us out. I'll play, oh yeah, I'll hit play us, his, hit us with the yo mama. Play his silly joke. Yeah, Dean Colvin via LinkedIn <laughs> today, six eleven p.m. Uh, it's a SpongeBob SquarePants meme with the Yo Mama joke as the oh. caption. So very clever, Dean. Up in the game here. <laughs> Twice as nice. Your mom is so stupid she returned a donut because it had a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a slight pause and I thought there was going to be like more. Yeah. But uh, that was it. I, I feel you. I, I was in some ways hoping for more, but <laughs> I did just. Just, just like the mama. <laughs> all right <laughs> um, Rory McElroy had his first kid before the uh the oh, tour snap. championship he became a dad and he thankfully it happened in between the BMW championship and the tour championship mm-hmm. but he went on record to say I'm so he's in his like you know Irish accent he's like I'm so excited to be a dad because I can now break out my dad jokes they've all been stored up in the dado base oh. <laughs> it was like ah ba-dum-bum. yeah you like you like that one because he plays golf. <laughs> I mean, I don't talk to dads unless they do. <laughs> All right. Um, shout outs. Uh, everybody that I had at mid show. I yep. uh, appreciate all the love from yep. last week. We're going to have Michael's going to send us a, a submission or come on the show soon to talk some F1. There was an emotional race that happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. First time winner ever. Pierre Gasly at yep. the Italian Grand Prix. I wanted to pick his brain on some of that. Um and uh, we also invited Heston to come on, mm-hmm. but uh, he hasn't done so yet. Yeah. So he's got a birthday this week, though. So shout out to Heston. Shout out, Heston. Happy birthday. Let's get you on soon. Actually, man. Michael does, too, I believe. And potentially happy birthday, Michael. I think that he does this weekend. Okay, cool. So happy birthday to Michael yeah. and Heston. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, clarify that next step. All right. Thanks, folks. We'll catch you up next week.